Hello and welcome if you're coming back or if for the first time you're joining my podcast. Thank you for listening and for tuning in. Right, today I wanted to talk about uh, mental health and because it's been Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK from the 18th to the 24th of May, I thought before the week ended I would talk about mental health and how it impacts on our journey in life. So for myself, I was introduced to a lady back in 1998, I believe, and she was an energy healing therapist. She'd just completed the four-year training with the Barbara Brennan Institute of Sciences in Florida. So Barbara Brennan is a lady that wrote the books Hands of Light and Light Emerging. And these are very philosophical books, but it explains a lot about how the human energy field is affected by the universal uh, energy field. I knew nothing of chakras, of healing, of the esoterical, metaphysical side of life, nothing at all. But as a massage therapist, at the time I was doing probably up between seven, eight massages sometimes a day, and I had developed metaf- um, um, carpal tunnel syndrome. So my left hand, I was carrying a lot of pain. I was due for surgery and this pain was constant no matter what I did, but the pain was there. Anyway, um, a client of mine introduced me to this wonderful lady, Helen, and um, we sat and we talked before the session and she asked me about my life. She asked me about my childhood. And up to that point, I think I'd normalized everything in my life, everything that had happened to me, um, physical, emotional, mental, all sorts of abuse that I'd gone through. I think I had normalized it. So when we talked about things, um, what started to come up was I started to realize that I had suppressed a lot of my feelings and my mind was in auto drive so I could talk about it. Um, It happened, um, but here I am. I've survived. I was a survivor. What I didn't realize was that my body, the the psychosomatic effect of when something happens to you, how the body takes on the pain. So she explained to me that my arm, my hand, where I had the pain, was the holding block for my, um, my trauma. From this place, I remember lying down on the couch and um, it transformed my life because at one point I felt my arm being lifted, felt like my body was being lifted. And when I opened one eye and, and glanced down, my arm was actually still in the same place. So she explained later that the healing that she was doing, she was clearing the energy fields. So I'll explain a little bit more about that in another episode and the energy fields and how they correlate to the chakras. So after that, I was pain-free for about six weeks. When I started to look at my mental health and I started to really look at how I had judged myself and put myself down and I believed I believed that I was to blame for everything that had happened to me. One of my passions now in my my therapy, my therapy work, is working with the inner child and 
trying to kind of help people to understand that as children, and I've explained this before in other podcasts, but as children, we do not have the emotional stability or emotional understanding to understand things that have happened to us that weren't right. Anyway, I was I was pain free for about six weeks, which was incredible. It was life changing for me, and I went off on this journey to discover, you know,、um, what did I want to do? So I looked at lots of different avenues of energy healing, but I came to a place of I couldn't afford to go to the Barbara Brennan School in the U.S., and I certainly couldn't afford the money or the time. To do the training, but out of the blue, I believe that the universe brings to us everything when we're ready to receive it. And out of the blue, a few months later, in my search, I went off to the states and different areas and looked into different schools and different trainings. But something was telling me that I needed to come back to England to do my training. But out of the blue, I found a. I found a magazine, a spiritual magazine, and the School of Energy Healing, the first of its kind in the UK, was open, and they were open to people kind of signing up for a three-year training, which was being led by a graduate of the Barbara Brennan School in the US. So the rest is history. I went off. I packed everything up. Everyone thought I'd lost the plot. And I moved back to England, and I became a student. So people couldn't understand how I'd given up this great life I had in Bermuda, you know, earning good money, the sunshine, the traveling, everything. And I just decided, no, I think we come, we come to that point of, you know, it's like junctions where we know it's time to move on. And at that time. You know, it was—I、um, think I was about forty-five. So at that time, I didn't want to leave and come back to England. That was never my intention. But here I am. I came back to England and I embarked on three-year training, which you know the the rest is history because it has been life-changing for me. And to get to this place where I am now. To be talking to a worldwide listening audience on podcasts,、um, doing talks, public speaking, a radio presenter—I didn't have a voice. I I lost my voice. I was the very shy, withdrawn child that wanted to sit back and just hope for the best. But anyway, the blessings that that came over the years. There's been many blessings. There's also been much trauma, and one of my favorite authors and people that I follow in the world of personal and spiritual development is a lady called Caroline Mice, which、um, you may have heard of. And her book, Anatomy of the Spirit, it was a New York Times bestseller. But for me, you know, when I when I came across this book. It opened my eyes to everything. So, in her book, she she describes the chakras, which is what I'm going to do now, and how each chakra is related to different organs of the body, but also on a mental and emotional level, and how the dysfunction on the physical level takes place 
as a result of the imbalance in the other areas. So the first chakra, which is at the base of the spine, um, it's the physical body support, is at the base of the spine, the legs, the bones, feet, rectum, and the immune system. The mental and emotional issues in the first chakra come from around family, physical family, and group safety and security, the ability to provide for life's necessities, the ability to stand up for self, feeling at home, social and familial, law and order. On the physical dysfunction, a person will have chronic lower back pain, sciatica, varicose veins, rectal tumors, cancer, depression and immune related disorders. So when we talk about the first chakra, if we talk about the base of the spine, if you think about we come into the world and from the minute we come down through the birth canal and we take that first breath, life has started. We've left that spiritual playground, our journey begins. We've left behind the, we forget things and not everyone believes in past lives, but I certainly do. And I'm not for one minute saying that everyone has to share my opinion, but I do believe that we can't conclude that everything in this lifetime, everything can happen in this lifetime. Everything in this lifetime cannot really change. We we can get to the end of our life and, um, you know, we still haven't, I still haven't traveled to every country in the world, which I would love to do, but might be impossible, you know, under the circumstances, but it could be possible. That's a whole other area that comes through intention. But the point being that the base chakra is the first energy center. So if you have a, if you have an image of a tree and that tree is planted as a seedling, it takes a while for those roots to connect down into Mother Earth. As long as the tree gets light, it gets nurtured, it gets fed, it gets watered, then the tree will survive. If we were to take that tree up as an example and say plant it in another part of the garden, that process has been broken. So we are exactly the same as human beings. If in our childhood, in the early stages of life, in the first seven years of life, if there's any sort of trauma, everything is based around is God's truth. So anything that happens to us, good or bad, really is something that we learn from, that w- that we believe we are. So if we're told as a child that we're stupid, that we're, we're useless, that we're never going to amount to anything, then that is our belief system. That is forming our belief system. So what Caroline explains in her book, Anatomy of the Spirit, is that um, through the Eastern philosophy and the Eastern understanding of the chakra system, and a chakra means wheel, so it's a vortex of energy that is spinning constantly, that has a psychological understanding, and it picks up everything, so it's like a sponge. So it makes sense to understand that our physical support, our physical body support, in the early stages of life, well, as we're developing from the baby that needs to be looked after, that is completely defenseless. And then the toddler stage, 
and then further on to becoming the teenager that wants to start to define the world through our eyes. We, in the early stages, have to allow for the development of the first chakra to really connect and form. So ideally, if we've got um, a childhood that we're given the tools to become um, self-sufficient and autonomous in a world that we have to grow up in, then it makes sense that we, as we go through life, we start, we have a deeper, we have a different understanding from someone that is pulled up and faced with the difficulties. It could be parents divorcing, it could be parents arguing, it could be being bullied at school, it could be any of those things. Even if we've got a great childhood at home, but our belief system is formed no matter how much our parents might tell us you're a beautiful child, you're smart, you're intelligent. It goes to say that when we go to school and we've got the class bully that might be attacking us because you know we might have a learning disability or dyslexic or some sort of that some sort of issue that makes us stand out as being different. This is the cruelty of, of childhood with children, children that come from a wounded place, only know the wounds and that can be a projection onto children that come from a good place. So you can see, you can start to see how that base chakra is very important, how the learning and the capacity that we have as humans to be able to absorb and understand and accept that our parenting is vital the parents that we have the what we learn in those first seven years as that chakra is taking root it's vital to our growth and our development coming to the second chakra um, which is in the belly it's around the sexual organs the large intestine the lower vertebrae the pelvis appendix the bladder and the hip area. The mental and emotional issues could be blame and guilt, money and sex, power and control. It's also our creative center and ethics and honor in relationships. On the physical dysfunctional side, there's chronic lower back pain, again, sciatica, um, pelvic and lower back pain, sexual potency, urinary problems, uh, fertility. So the second chakra in which is in the around the area of the, um, the, the sacral, the belly, this is responsible for our emotions primarily. So uh, thought becomes a feeling. And we'll come to thoughts next. But right now, when we think about emotions and our emotional center as being something that absorbs everything, everything that is told to us, everything good or bad that is shown to us. When we look at the large intestine and we look at people that have, that suffer with um, um, diverticulitis, Crohn's disease, irritable bowel syndrome, all these things ultimately come as a result of stress, 
come can come as a result of an imbalance, not being grounded. If each chakra, if a chakra is, um, how can I put it? If a chakra is balanced properly, then we can we can heal. The body can heal itself in that particular area where that chakra is is positioned. Sexual organs, sexual organs. Um, a woman, as an example, I remember working with a lady in distant healing, and this particular lady was suffering from fertility problems. She and her husband had been trying for a baby for a long time. When we started to look at uh, the issues in her life, she, her muscles around her belly were very contracted. So she was in a lot of fear. She was always hypersensitive to anything that was said to her. And this was a result of her childhood. So in her relationship with her husband, she couldn't relax when it came to intimacy. She found it very difficult to just surrender and to enjoy the beauty of intimacy with with someone that loved her. When we started to discuss how she could start to do certain things, bring in tools and exercises to help her to relax more before going into the bedroom or be, before coming intimate, over time she started to see that um, things were changing. She started to feel more relaxed. She started to look at her husband as someone that wasn't going to hurt her. And it was revealed later on that things had happened to her that, um, you know, in childhood, that it caused her to be afraid of being intimate, which caused the contraction in the womb and around the ovaries. So, you know, this is probably looking back on it one of the reasons why she didn't get pregnant I don't know if she ever got pregnant but I know that things started to change for her and she felt more relaxed and she could relate the past to what it, what was happening in her current life so unconsciously she was still carrying the wounding and the trauma of that experience creativity it's our creative center so when we're being creative, we're not in the mindset of worry. Being creative, um, where most artists, they, they connect to their creativity, but it's a, a way of escaping or coming out of the thought process. So being creative frees you up from actually engaging with things. And this, this is why in convalescence, you know, creativity, for children is very useful, it's very important. And now for adults, I've got one of these stress books and when I sit down, if I've got anything going on, I'll sit and just work with my stress book, you know, coloring in different parts and it helps me. Um, when we talk about blame and guilt, we're carrying a lot of blame and guilt. Sometimes that is not our blame and guilt. Sometimes we're carrying things over from a past life. And one thing I have learned is that sometimes people are carrying stuff that really doesn't belong to them. You know, it's, it's a case of, that's not my stuff. If I worry about my sister getting sick, if I worry about, you know, my brother that, needs my help constantly then that's taken away from 
me actually looking after myself. So I'm not saying that people shouldn't worry and shouldn't have empathy and care for loved ones and, and people in general, but this is where we talk about boundaries, not just physical boundaries, but emotional, mental and spiritual boundaries. We see boundaries as a good thing. We see boundaries as a way of putting ourselves first. If we're okay, then we have the abundance to give. But we can't give until we give to ourselves. And this again is something that causes a lot of issues on a physical level. Um, urinary problems, you know, chronic cystitis, um, prostate cancer. You know, these are areas of the body that are very close to the base chakra, but areas of the body that, on a physical level, that sometimes when you think about urinating, detoxifying the kidneys, which are just behind the, the sacral center. And just to say that with each chakra, there's a front and a back. So the emotional centers are all in the front and the back is our will center and our determination. So we, we're starting to see how blocks in our energy centers can cause the dysfunction and the problems on a physical and emotional level. Just going back to blame and guilt and money and sex, I, I think those two have to be related because if we're told at a young age that we have to be successful, that we can't be a painter or a sculptor or we can't be that creative person, we have to follow in the family tradition, become a lawyer or a doctor. What does that do to us if we're told that we can't follow our purpose in life. What does that do to us? What does it do to the young person that feels that they have to get approval from their parents, their father or mother that has told them that you have to follow, you have to do what's right. There's a sense of guilt that comes behind that. And when guilt and shame is repressed, when it's put down, when it's not really looked at, when we let, when we when we're coming from blame and guilt, we're not coming from our authenticity. And this is a whole other area where we start to blame ourselves if something happens to one of our parents or our siblings or a family member that, let's just say, has um, gone off the rails and, you know, become obese, doesn't love themselves, um, eats all the wrong food becomes an alcoholic or takes recreational drugs. You know, we, we can, from the outside, look at that. But if I make it better for them, then I'll feel okay. If I make it right, and this is a, a, a an occurring mindset. So when we come to our mental field now and we look at our mental field, which is the third chakra, we look at the abdomen, the organs, we look at the abdomen, the stomach, the um, upper the upper stomach, the upper intestines. We look at the liver, the gallbladder, the kidney, the pancreas, the adrenal glands, the spleen, and the middle spine. I'll go through that again. The abdomen, stomach upper intestines, liver, gallbladder, 
kidney, pancreas, adrenal glands, spleen, and middle spine. On a mental and emotional level, it represents physical family and group safety and security, ability to provide for life's necessities, ability to stand up for self, feeling at home. Sorry, I've gone off on Monday. <laughs> I take that back. I'm going to go to physical dysfunction. And we're talking about the second center. So the chronic lower back pain, sciatica, um, pelvic, lower back pain, sexual potency, urinary problems. We're looking now at three. I beg your pardon. Got waylaid there a little bit. Um, trust, fear, and intimidation. Self-esteem, self-confidence, self-respect, care of oneself and others, responsibility for making decisions, sensitivity to criticism and personal honor. So now we're looking at the third center and we'll go over that again when we look at trust. So trust in this in the solar plexus, trust in the solar plexus comes about when we second guess do i trust myself do i trust this person do i trust my life with with what is happening with this relationship do i trust this person to take care of me and you can see how that feeds into um the lack of the lack of connection or the the disconnection in the first center where the first center didn't develop properly Fear and intimidation, self-esteem, self-confidence, all these things are in the solar plexus. And just to pinpoint where the solar plexus is, if you take your forefinger and your thumb, and it's where the thumb is, so it's just below the breastbone. Um, responsibility for making decisions, sensitivity to criticism. So you can see that this correlates to our mental field. So everything becomes a thought, a feeling after a thought. And when we look at the solar plexus chakra, it's where they call the true brain, the vagus brain. So the brain that we have in our physical head is the physical brain, but the true brain, they say, is in the solar plexus. Personal honor. What do we think about personal honor? How do we see ourselves? How do we represent ourselves? What are our ethics and our values? Sometimes they can be crushed or we can suppress them in order to get acceptance and get approval. Sensitivity to criticism. To criticism. If I'm criticized as a child, then that stays with me for the rest of my life. When we move on to the physical dysfunctions, arthritis, gastric or duodenal ulcers, colon, intestinal problems, pancreatitis, diabetes, indigestion, chronic or acute, anorexia or bulimia, liver dysfunction, hepatitis, adrenal dysfunction. 
So as I mentioned earlier on, the, the most important part of our our physical body, the, the major organs in this whole area, play a huge part in how our health can deteriorate. If we're eating the wrong stuff, if we're overindulging in anything, anything at all, we're feeding the pain, we're feeding the fear, we're feeding sometimes the unconscious that we're not even aware of. Something that has happened to us at such an early stage in our development that we can't even remember because remember a block is something that happens as a result of protecting the wound. So the block literally is protecting our wounding. When we shine a light into the darkness, hey presto, we see things that we've hidden, hidden from ourselves. We hide from others. We don't believe that we're good enough. We don't accept ourselves. We don't love ourselves. And we have finally, finally kind of concluded that we're not a good person. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Um, you can go to my website, wellnessjourneys.co.uk. I'm going to be coming back with um, the next the next chakra, which is the fourth chakra. So I hope you can join me. But if not, thank you for listening. We are spiritual beings living the human experience. So it makes sense, right, that our journey in life, one of many, has to be towards wellness. All experiences, good and not so good, eventually lead us to arrive at our authentic self through the paths that we choose to take. Healing begins when we bravely choose a path, a new path that leads us back to our authentic self.